Is your team not performing well? Is morale low and turnover high? Are you falling further behind the competition? I'm here to help. I'm your host, Shaney, and this is The Leadership Show, where business strategy and culture finally meet, and we make the long-awaited shift from rhetoric to results. I promise I'm not your typical boring leadership consultant, and I will help you get your shift together. Let's do this. Hello, Leadershifters, and welcome to another episode of The Leadership Show with Shaney. Today's guest is one of my favorite people literally in the world. His name is Brett Black, and he is calling in from Indonesia, from the island of Sumbawa, which I'm guessing you've never heard of, but by the end of this episode, you're going to want to move there. Brett is not on video because the... Uh, Wi-Fi, where he's at currently, does not allow for very clear video, so we are going to rely on audio, and just trust me that Brett is a full presence, if you could see him as well. So welcome to the show, Brett. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, beautiful. I love you. My pleasure. So I just want to take people back a little bit. So... I can give the history of how I came to make your acquaintance. So I was in Bali last summer, the summer of 2019, and no shortage of, like, like nowhere shy of, I don't know, a dozen people who had all been to Bali before me said, you have to eat at Clear Cafe. <laughs> and, and so guess what? I did. And Brett is the entrepreneur, visionary, master uh, menu creator who has, who created Clear Cafe, which for those of you who have never been to Bali, there's a location in Ubud, more in the jungle towards the center of the island, and then there's a location in the beach area, in a beach called Changu, and Clear Cafe, uh, without exaggeration, is a phenomenon in Bali, and there are raving fans and a, a following. Would I, I, you're, you're, I'm probably making you blush if we could see you, but how would you describe oh. the, the Clear Cafe culture? You little rascal, well thank you, you're too kind. Yeah, you know, Clear Cafe was basically set um, in motion due to wanting to create community. You know, I've, we all feel that, um, that food is actually very sacred on the planet. In fact, uh, the lineage of mankind, of course, has treated food uh, in a very sacrimonious way. But somehow through these, uh, through these, um, <laughs> how do I put this politely for humanity? Yeah, we've just kind of lost track, lost the general essence and connection to eating. So we really wanted to create something special with Clear that would give people kind of a full spectrum vision of what it's like to be in community. So when you're eating at Clear, um, you know, it's interesting, but there's not really much management. We don't really have any sort of kind of formal essence going on. So it's really nice. It really, really feels as if it's your second home. And I think that that... Um, that is a very important element um, to any public establishment to really make it energetically sound to where people really feel like it's something special 
and that uh, is actually more energetically charging than uh, let's get on out of here. Um, and then, of course, the food. We, uh, oh, we try and make more. health food uh, fun. <laughs> not just, not only do you make health food fun, you make it fucking delicious. Oh, thank like you. Some of the most decadent, delicious, flavorful things I've ever eaten have been at Clear Cafe. So that's kind of where you built your reputation in Indonesia. And although I could go on and on about Clear, what I really wanted to get you on the show to talk about today was what you are creating on the island of Sumbawa, which for those of you not familiar with all of the major islands of Indonesia, and why would you be? There's, what, 80,000 islands in Indonesia, but Sumbawa is a big island. It's actually bigger than Bali, and it's two islands to the east of Bali, and significantly way less developed and commercialized than Bali. And what Brett and his team are creating in, on the, in the west part of the island of Sumbawa is an eco-resort and a community called the Golden City, which almost sounds too good to be true. Do you get that reaction a lot, Brett? So tell us about what you're creating there and if you get the reaction, wow, this sounds too good to be true. Yeah, yeah, we do get that reaction quite a bit, which actually saddens me because the Golden City is really essentially how we were born to live and it's actually where we came from. You know, we came from sustainability. You know, if mm -hmm. you look at the lineage of mankind, you know, we were all eating off the land. We were all growing our own vegetables, our own fruits. You know, nobody was having to struggle in order to pay, you know, land or rents or any of these things. So, yeah, really all we're doing is, uh, is bringing it back to the roots of humanity. So uh, on that level, I don't personally feel like we're doing anything special, although everybody thinks that this is, um, <laughs> you know, one of the most special things on the planet right now. Um, very soon it will not be because it's time for all of us to realize that we can't do it anymore. You know, we can't be living on top of each other inside these um, extremely un, yeah, it's, uh, there's very few words I can put to that because the way humanity is living right now is very sick and demented. You know, we were never supposed to again be living in this overpopulation. So yeah, the Golden City is going to, uh, going to essentially be the prototype of how humanity is supposed to be living. And I can answer uh, piece by piece uh, elements to all that as we move on. Yeah, so the prototype for how we can choose to be living if we want to, right? Because there are some places on earth where you can do this. Um, you, you hear a lot of people living off the grid or whatever. That's actually not what this is about. This is much like Clear Cafe about community and people who have similar interests and, and um, you know, sort of frameworks about life, like very like-minded people can get together and have all the things that they appreciate, the sustainable food and the sustainable energy and the sustainably built housing and all of that amazing stuff that you're creating. So let's actually go through those three things to start. So 
what's the plan for food, energy, and housing in the Golden City? And yeah, you thank can't you. see it, well, but first one of, of my all, kitty cats you know, the Golden City up. really is going to be bridging the gap between ancient wisdom and modern technology. And I feel like a lot of these communities are missing the link between the two. Uh, like you're talking about living off the grid. You know, a lot of these people, um, you know, they're, it's a little bit an extreme version of how to be living. And I think that people aren't able to do so. You know, if, for example, you want to go see a nice movie or you want to go have a nice dinner at a nice restaurant. Um, I personally, of course, see nothing wrong with that. And in these more kind of tight boutique uh, extremist communities, I don't feel like you're able to uh, to get the cross-pollination between the two. And that's why people generally migrate towards these major cities, obviously, to get uh, some of that more fun, exciting entertainment, which we will have inside the Golden City. Um, the questions of food and sustainability, first and foremost. Uh, yeah, you know, it's actually very, very simple to grow your own produce. Uh, for some reason, I think because we've gotten so far from humanity, Humanity, excuse me, has become so far from who they actually really are. Uh, we feel like it's this big, crazy, far-fetched idea to grow our own food. And it's actually not, you know, especially when you have the right infrastructures in place, which is what we're creating down in the Golden City, really making it so feasible for humanity mm -hmm. to produce their own produce. And I think that a proper support system is really the missing link to all of that, and that's uh, essentially what we offer. What was your other question, hon? Um, about the sustainable energy and housing. One, I wanna hear about both, I want to share with Yeah, yeah, about so both sustainable energy. Aspects. Well, you know, there's so many ways uh, to be sustainable energetically, and now we've got, there's so much incredible technology that's really just starting to hit the market right now. So it's, um, it's very exciting. We're also gonna be the epicenter of sustainability in terms of producing our own energy and not just outsourcing and shipping in these products from, uh, from China, et cetera, but actually having manufacturing housings that are actually based down in the Golden City because we have so many innovative people that are connected to the Golden City. We have a lot of free energy engineers mm -hmm. uh, who are just waiting for the facilities to be able to produce these things. So we're gonna be creating a lot of maker spaces and labs for people, uh, again, to be creating the best of the best technology because believe it or not, the technology we have right now is way, way more advanced than the government has put a cap on. Mm. So we're very excited about, uh, about bringing that all to the next level. Oh, amazing. And I've seen some of the housing designs and I've, I've actually visited the beginnings of the Golden City and the near completion of the Echo Resort. I was there in December and it's like you read about. It, it, it's like it's stepped off of a, of a travel and leisure magazine cover, these beautiful uh, tropical bamboo structures, feng shui with phenomenal angles and, um, you know, natural lighting and all that sort of stuff. So talk to us about how 
all of the housing, all of the structures are going to be built out of locally sourced materials and what those are. Yeah, thanks. So first and foremost, we've been, uh, you know, with being the epicenter, you know, Bali kind of being this pinnacle point on the planet for designers. Mm -hmm. We've been very, very blessed with some of the most incredible architects and interior designers from all over the globe. So it was, um, it was very easy for us to create the, uh, the most magnificent designs for this Golden City process for all of you guys, given the fact that we have so many of these incredible, talented architects globally. Um, and yes, of course, all of, our, um, all of our building materials is sourced locally, whether it's hardwoods or, uh, or teak wood or bamboo, etc. It's all locally sourced and we've actually created our own fabric our own, um, excuse me, our own factory uh, to where we're, we are treating all of our own bamboo. A lot of people don't know exactly what that means, but there's actually a lot of sugar in bamboo. So of course the little critters like to, uh, like to gnaw away at, uh, at anything that has just yep. a small amount of sugar. So yeah, we've been able to uh, have the best technology in terms of using silica, which actually is a byproduct of, of the human being. We have a lot of silica in our body as well. So it's very natural and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's extremely sustainable in terms of uh, long lastingness as well. So we're very, very blessed to have, again, all of this incredible technology from the Green School. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Green School in Bali. But yes, I, I was gonna. I was gonna ask uh, if if Green School was, if not part of yeah. the inspiration, certainly uh, seeded. You know some of of the ideas that you had. So yeah, Green School. For those of you who don't know, is really uh, just a, a groundbreaking uh, entity in in Bali. That you know, Green School meaning they are teaching young young people coming up in the world how to be more sustainable and better stewards of the earth and also the way they educate the kids and the way they feed the kids is all just so much more like it should be. Would, and would you add to that? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely very well put. It, it, it's, it's, we, we should be building like this, you know, and it's not just because of the visual and the aesthetics, you know, a lot of people just love the look of bamboo and they mm -hmm. love the look of hardwood, et cetera. But it's not just about that. It's about energetically. You know, we actually, human beings, we're generating on a frequency. And that frequency connects with nature. Yeah. And when you build with cement and you're not allowing this energetic flow to move through you, uh, you literally completely block off and shut off your energetic connection to nature. And a lot of people don't really understand that. They think that's hokey pokey, but that's who right. we are. That's where we come from. Yes. And only because we've been so numbed down and dumbed down by living inside of these horrendous energetics in the city, have we become so kind of ignorant in the, in the sense that, you know, we think that this is this kind of like hokey pokey, you know, kind of verbiage but it's right. actually who we are. And it's the reason why when you go camping, you know, you feel so incredible. You have so much energy, you have so much juice, you know, you get so much inspiration, your work is better, your relationships yep. are more enhanced. 
all of these things um, are starting to uh, starting to take place because you're shifting your vibration, your frequency. Well, you can live amongst that in daily life. Yep. And that's really the core essence behind building with these sustainable materials is to where you really can feel that connection to that nature and it moving through you is, uh, is really what's gonna create the success for your future and the future, obviously, of humanity. Absolutely, and I, I wanna pause you right there and say to the folks whose reaction would be, oh, that's really woo woo, you know, what do you mean we're all energy? Well, of course we're all energy. Like think about the big bang theory, that's just energy, stars, Mm. It's all just energy. Quantum physics, which has become very commonly accepted wisdom, is all about energy. So if for those of you who are still doubting that energy is a real thing and you can feel it and you can be attracted to it or repelled from it, just think about instances where you've gone and you've walked into a room and you feel out of place or you yes. meet someone and you're automatically drawn to them and you don't know why it's all to do with energy good point um yeah that's so exactly. you know speaking of let, let's stay on on the subject of the naysayers for a while because you know th there's always people who are going to push back and and play devil's advocate and i want to at least represent their voice by asking the question so what what would you, how would you respond to someone who says, okay, this sounds like a commune. Like, how is this different than anything, you know, that the LSD people were living in in the seventies? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, well, I, I would, you know, probably fall into alignment with them as well because I'm not interested in living amongst um, those types of energetics either. Not that there was anything wrong with what went on with that whole movement. I mean, there was a lot of discoveries and um, for whatever reason at the time, they needed to use those elements to explore and to open up certain areas of the brain. Uh, but of course, now that we understand that we actually don't need to use these elements anymore, that we can use things like yoga and meditation to go to those places, um, you know, obviously we're not interested personally in living amongst um, that, you know, the word commune, you know, to commune, to communicate. So there, there's really nothing wrong with the word commune, right. um, but of course it has a bad it's had a bad rap over the years, of course, of being extremely judgmental and just being around people that uh, have a very extreme outlook on life. Right, the hippies. Hippies live in communes. All we're right? really doing essentially is creating the alternative for port living. You know, the whole world has been obsessed with living in these port cities, you know, Los Angeles, New York, London, all these really... Uh, really high density areas. And, um, you know, it all began back in the day, of course, because of all the commodity trading going through these port cities, and that's where all the jobs were. Right. But now, if you take a look at uh, today's day and age, and obviously with modern technology and all the resources that we have, we can essentially live and work wherever we want to live and work. So why would you not, you know, this is a question you would ask yourself, why would you not choose to live in the most magnificent settings on the planet 
and uh, and 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 live your life out in that sh in that manner. So, yeah, for me, it's a it's a total no-brainer from here on out. Why people would not just choose the most beautiful locations and start building these communities? You know, forget about the Golden City. The most important thing is to build something like the Golden City, and you're going to see this. This is going to be the moving global trend because people are done living in density. Yep. Yep. And even the places where they're moving to get away from density are becoming dense, you know, like the Austins and the Nashvilles and the mm. boulders are busting at the seams. Those were the places that people moved to get away from the cities. And now they're almost uninhabitable anymore. Because <laughs> again, there's, there's really no leadership. You know, you have this unconscious stampede of greed that's going on and nobody's taking responsibility for space and time and energetics and feng shui. Yeah. So hopefully as time moves forward, there'll be more people like us popping up where we're, we're building very, very responsibly. And, you know, we've been very, very blessed to stay ahead of the grid in terms of being able to secure enough property to where even as the Golden City expands even bigger, uh, we still have control over what happens in terms of overdevelopment. That's really the key to all of it. Right. And boy, folks, when I tell you that they've secured some amazing property, I'm not kidding. This is pure, unadulterated, absolutely beautiful miles and miles and miles of coastline. And it's beautiful for as far as the eye can see in any direction and it's a veritable playground for people like me who can't get enough of the outdoors yeah absolutely well you know it's again it's uh we've had the ability to do so and and all of you guys listening to this beautiful podcast have the ability to do the same thing whether it's joining the golden city or not uh, take a look at the globe on a global scale and you'll see there's so many incredible locations that have been completely untouched. Now, yes, it's easier said than done to create something of this magnitude. Yes. But when we all come together, uh, it's very easy to do so. I just wanted to shift gears for a second and talk um, uh, real briefly about this leadership uh, that I just love what you're doing, hon. It's um, just the name. When I first heard about the name, it's a very, very powerful name. And I'm not actually just bringing this up because we're doing this podcast. You know, this leadership is exactly what the Golden City is all about. It's about creating a portal and an incubator for all these leaders globally to mm. come here and commune and be together and empower each other to help all these other people on the planet shift their own vibration and leadership is very very important and obviously um with any sort of leadership you're going to have shifting happening so i think um yeah it's uh, it's very very exciting what you're doing and uh we have a lot of other facilitators like yourself that are also based and going to be continued to be based down in the golden city to help create that venue and that uh that lifeboat for humanity to really start to get a hold of what it's about to live a possible, you know, freedom, you know, life of freedom. I mean, people just don't understand again, living amongst the density, it's uh, they're not free. You know, people right. are really, really not free. So, yeah. And, and we're, we're living 
in breathing in pollutants and the, you know, sort of the excrement that evolves when you've got that many people in, in such dense areas. I mean, the, the cities in the states that we're talking about aren't quite as bad as some of the cities in, you know, let's say India or countries where, you know, you've just got an ungodly number of people in, in a small area. But, you know, point is, things are shifting out there and the gig economy and, you know, 5G all over the world. And, and you'll be able to do a video conference soon. I know that, like, this is a temporary thing before you're able to tune in just like anybody could from New York, LA or London or wherever. Uh, the technology exists to allow people to shift what it means to call a place home. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very well said. I do want to back up one second. Uh, let's put the kibosh on 5G <laughs> and stay uh, focused on 4G. 4G, because right. 5G, 5G could blow us completely out of the water. But no, I mean, with 4G, you know, you've already got the unlimited amount really of what of what anybody really needs to accomplish which is the proper communication and proper business connections yeah and um and you know we, ha we already have all of that we already have 4g down here and it's um yeah you know again it, it's uh we have everything at our fingertips we don't need to live in these cities anymore and slowly people are starting to wake up to that i mean unfortunately you know the whole real estate boom is riding on on these keywords like community. Now, I don't feel like they're doing it out of integrity. You know, they're doing it more on um, on you know, of course, a, a, a sales marketing tactic. Right. But uh, you can see just global trend right now. It's all about community. You know, who the hell wants to live in a city with you know five or ten million people and you only know two people? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and those people have no time for you and they don't even have time for themselves. And it's like, what? This is right. not. And, and to go visit we those two people 10 miles away takes you an hour and a half, like in LA where you come from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not, uh, <laughs> that's not remind me, but yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a very exciting future. You guys very, very exciting, but the future remember is in your hands. Yep. You know, people have to make that leap. I mean, you made the leap. You know, this was something at, at one point in time was probably a crazy decision for you. And now once you invested in the Golden City, you're like, wait a minute, this is actually what all of humanity should be moving in the direction of. Totally. Like, I can't wait for, for my place to be built so I can spend large chunks of the year over there taking care of myself and eating clean and being among all these amazing people who come from every walk of life and how many countries are now represented in your investor base Brett? Yeah it's pretty exciting just over 50 now so it's um if you name a country I'm sure we probably uh we probably have them so yeah it's been a uh, it's been very exciting just the diversity of all these human beings and to give people you know when you talk about sustainability you know, it's not sustainable to have to live in one place your entire life when you're when you're when you're really excited to travel and get out there. So, what we've created with the Golden City as well is uh, is full sustainability in terms of allowing people to be able to travel. So, for example, 
Um, you know, when you're not living in your dwelling, it's being rented out all year round uh, by the Clearworld Properties, which enables you to have the freedom to have that passive income to use towards traveling and setting up more infrastructures like this globally, because we do want to start expanding on a global scale. So imagine being given the opportunity to have two or three different homes, but it's really only like you've paid for one. Right. You know, that's the key is that yeah. people really, really want to travel and have the diversity. And that's what we're, um, that's what we're giving the opportunity for and yeah. our school systems as well, which will be global as well. So question for you, what advice mm. would you give someone who has what seems like an overwhelming goal, something that maybe most people would say, oh my God, that's impossible. You'll never get that done. Or, you know, why on earth would you want to do that? Like, what kind of advice would you give people who are facing skepticism about their big ideas? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, um, you know, me personally, I don't listen to almost anybody because unfortunately, it's, um, it's been kind of planted in the DNA um, that, you know, don't step outside the box. You know, this is, this is the programming that we've had from the big governments and the big corporations in order to control and manipulate our minds. So when you are going to make any big decisions, remember that a lot of people feel threatened by your own freedom, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you guys don't get upset at the people that are naysaying. Just understand that they don't have the power to make those decisions. And you guys are very blessed out there uh, to be in these positions where you're even contemplating making a big decision. You know, a lot of people, they don't even have that support system. And my advice to all of you guys would say, you know, stand vigilant behind your vision and allow the universe to support that. And the only way the universe can support that is if you believe in your vision so yeah. blindly. And that's why it's very important to almost listen to nobody. Because yeah. at this point, you're going to find that very, very few people are going to be supportive of your idea until the day it's complete. And that's exactly what I went through with Clear Cafe, and it's mm -hmm. definitely what I went through with the Golden City. If I could only tell you guys <laughs> what it was like in the opposition of people who thought we were just absolutely out of our minds to create this, and now here we are, you know, with over 350 secured acres of property, you know, we've got the factory, built a massive factory, we've got homes going up everywhere, and we've got investors from over 50 countries you know, had I listened to almost anybody, um, I would have never have uh, moved forward with this vision and the same thing with Clear Cafe. So yeah, my advice is just stand vigilant behind your vision and the universe will uh, provide. So great. Any, anything else you want folks to know about the Golden City, including if they're interested, where to go for more information? Yeah, I mean, you know, just come on down and visit, you know, it's, um, you know, we can put you on the phone with people from all over the globe. It's, uh, it's definitely something that, um, 
that really needs to be shared. You know, it's not just about you guys particularly coming down, but you might have other people that have struggles in their life and they're really, uh, they're really looking to find their clan, their crew. Mm -hmm. You know, we have such a diversity of people. These are not, uh, these are not hippies. Well, even Shaney and myself, I mean, we're, we're, we're definitely not, uh, nope. we're not your, uh, everyday hippie. <laughs> you know, definitely not. We're, 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 we're entrepreneurs and we love traveling and we love, you know, exciting adrenaline rush, you know, uh, sports, etc. And, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely nothing hippie about what we're creating. We're just no. interested in living in harmony and living in bliss. And I would List. imagine that the yeah. whole world obviously uh, would sign up for that. So yeah. again, if you guys want to check out what we're doing, um, yeah, actually the, uh, maybe you guys, maybe you can leave all the details. I don't even know all of our, uh, all of our exact, I, I wouldn't want to misspeak on the, uh, on the URL stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if anybody's interested, you can get in touch with me. You know how to reach me. Hello at the leadership project.com and I can refer you over to to Brett's staff um, you know the one thing we forgot to say that I'll just do a, a quick summary of and I alluded to it is the veritable outdoor playground that exists there you know the, oh my the, God. the, the, the yeah. group of people who have found Sumbawa before you are the world's best surfers and kiteboarders folks yes. this place has some of the most unbelievable swells and people, the best surfers from all over the world come here multiple times of the year to catch the waves there. There's hiking, there's gonna be rock climbing, right? We're working on that one. There's water skiing, there's, you know, I mean, you, the, your imagination is really the only thing that limits what we can do because there's, there's flatland, there's mountainous land, there's, an ungodly amount of water for any water sport, scuba diving, snorkeling, cliff diving, skydiving. Um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that we're, we're just talking <laughs> about the community aspects and we're, we're skipping the best, most favorite part. Yeah, I will just sum this up, you guys, by saying, obviously, in, in all of my global travels, I don't know that I've ever been to a place that has more diversity in terms of outdoor adventure again like like we were just discussing with uh some of the literally some of the world-class diving some of the best diving in all of the world is right here uh we've got one of the most incredible kiteboarding bays you know we get about five months a year of kiteboarding here that is just um honestly some of the most breathtaking because we have an eight kilometer stretch of an old growth forest reserve, which is all virgin white sand beach. So we are able to do these eight kilometer downwinders of, um, of kiteboarding, which is just incredible because it's so untouched terrain. You know, you see all these wild, magnificent animals that are in the water. I mean, there's things that I have never seen before that are in these waters, but uh, definitely, you know, three meter turtles are pretty exciting when you're, uh, when you're on your kiteboard. And you see these enormous turtles whipping through like flying saucers. It's uh, it's pretty breathtaking, <laughs> and the <laughs> to say the least. We got our own horses, as you blue. know. We've got our own little horse corral. So, 
yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty exciting in terms of adventure rock. Oh, and your rock climbing, obviously we're starting to, uh, we're really going to start gearing up to setting up the rock climbing lines as well. We've got some of the most beautiful limestone cascading cliffs that drop right into the ocean that we want to start doing some rock climbing. So, yep. Mm. So if anybody has climbed in Thailand at Riley beach, think that kind of climbing where you, if, if you want, you can climb to the top of the route and instead of rappelling down, you can just jump off into the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Definitely. Well, thank that, that'll you, be, thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so much for joining us, Brad. Well, we definitely want to have some diving competitions as well. I, I don't know that I'll be in the, uh, in the competition, but uh, I'll be on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some pretty high. I mean, these are, you got to be pretty advanced, but, um, but yeah, definitely some incredible spots to jump off of. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, if people have any questions, you can either look up the Golden City online or contact me. I can send you in the right direction. And really, folks, even if you think, you know what, some island in Indonesia is not your thing, that's fine. That's not specifically what the message here is all about. It's more about shifting the, your options, right? If you're not happy, if you don't feel like you're earning the income that you want to afford the kind of life you want where you are, you are not stuck, right? So no, shift your mentality, you're not stuck. shift your budget. Like there's lots of things that can be shifted and you're the only one who can do the shifting, right? You've got to mm. get off your ass and go somewhere if you want to get out of your current situation. And so one of the main reasons I wanted to share what Brett is doing in the Golden City is to just give folks a sense of the incredible options that are out there if you choose to go looking for them. So thank yeah. you for joining us today on The Leadership Show. Until next time, thanks so much, everyone. Lots of love, big hug. <laughs>